hello and welcome to another installment in our series of interviews to shine a light on the New Zealand men's domestic circuit on the Top Order podcast. Today we're joined by the leading wicket taker in last season's Plunkett Shield, Otago captain and New Zealand A seamer, Jacob Duffy. Jacob, welcome to the Top Order podcast. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Well, look, first and foremost, thanks very much for coming on and, and to talk um, all thing Otago cricket with us. Let's kick off with your pre-season. Anyone following your social media would have noticed you lads have had a bit of a, a different pre-season. You've been climbing mountains, running and cycling around the south. Is that a normal pre-season? No yo-yo tests? You're just sort of taking in the sights of, of Wanaka and Queenstown? Or was it just uh, everyone itching to get outside at, with the COVID lockdown? Yeah, we tend to do a bit of that, mate. Um, I guess we're a little bit disadvantaged, obviously, with the climate thing. So we actually don't get on grass wickets for the first... Um, well, we're not on grass in Dunedin until tomorrow, so we sort of got to fill in the time a little bit differently. So we do. you can only have so much of the indoor training facilities. So, yeah, we like to get up in the mountains and, and on the beaches on the bikes and things like that to, to, to get around the region, see a bit of the province and see who you actually represent when you're, um, when you're playing the Griffin. And and was there anything particularly gruelling that you're like, oh, sorry, the hamstring's a bit tight? <laughs> um, uh, I think lads love getting stuck in, actually. It's like, it's always good. You know, it always seems daunting to start with. I mean, once you, that's that pre-season vibe, you know, everyone real fizzes up and, and gets the boys going. There was one day we spent, oh, it was like a duathlon type thing where we run over a big mountain and then biked up from uh, down Brighton Beach, along the beach with our mountain bikes on the sand, which is Bloody awful to be fair, but <laughs> once we're done, the fish and chips taste good, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Beautiful, and and I guess sort of um, into the into the squad now. How are you guys looking? It seemed like um, last time I kind of checked in on Otago, there was a few sort of tricky things. Dean Foxcroft was struggling to get in the country. Is that still the case? Yeah, so Foxy's still in Perthshire, unfortunately. Um, that one's sort of out of our hands. We've got a. I guess wait and see what happens with the old immigration and COVID and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a real shame. He was a massive part of our team last year and he's a bloody talented cricketer mm. and actually bloody young bloke. He's only 21, 22. So yeah, that's a, that's a massive loss for us, but um, we just got to fill that in with that sort of young developing guys coming through and um, yeah, a few bits and pieces over here and there to fill in what, what we're missing from him. Are you hopeful that he might be able to get on a plane and join you at some stage this season? Oh yeah, we're always hopeful, mate. But um, honestly, like who knows? You know, mm. like things change from week to week and month to month. It's, yeah, it's literally just sit, sit tight and hope. We're doing everything we can. We've, I think I've tried to hire lawyers and all sorts of stuff to help our case. But I don't know if there's there's much that we can do until Cindy lets uh, lets some crickets back in the country. I guess. Uh, we also see that Max O'Dowd uh, is is down your way at the moment. The boys around this table have had a little bit to do with him. Uh, is he training with your group at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So he's part of our wider training squad. Um, he's a bloody good bloke, actually. He's fit in nicely. He um, come away with us. We did a trip to Lincoln, and we played the Ken Tabs and a couple of warm-up games, and he had a bloody good knock of uh, shot 80. Might have gone 85 knot or something to, to win the game. And yeah, he's look, he's looked awesome. So um, he's definitely riding that squad. Um, like I said, he's he fit he's fit like a glove in the in the team. He's just like another southern bloke, so it's quite nice to, <laughs> to not have that awkward swagger about him. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Uh, okay, so you've got a few of the old hands in your team, like Neil Broom, yourself, Anaru Kitchen, Hamish Rutherford. Are there any 
uh, younger younger guys or, or members of the squad that the New Zealand fans should or Black Cap fans should be taking notice of? Um, yeah, there's a few, mate. We've got, um, well, obviously, Michael Ray, Nathan Smith, played a bit of age cricket last year. By the way, I'm only 26. I'm not, I'm not an old hand <laughs> just yet. Um, Michael Riffon, he's not, he's not old, but he's, uh, he's not young, but he's, he's sort of coming on. And I guess these guys are looking at um, pushing to that next level and, and then playing some bloody good cricket. And then obviously, outside of that, New Zealand, um, well, outside of that, you got Nick Kelly. He's just been to the CPL recently. Mm. He's, um, he was in a really fine touch last year, so he's looking good. Um, and yeah, I guess we got a new we got a new signing, Jared Mackay. He's a guy from Central Districts last year. Um, he's only played one game for them, but he was in. He's from Nelson, and he hasn't played a lot of cricket, but he's a he's a fresh talent. Put it that way. He's 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 exciting. He's got all the attributes uh, attributes of a, a good fast bowler. And I think with some good coaching and, and some good S and C work, he's gonna he's gonna be firing. So that, uh, that's probably one to watch going forward. And last year you guys were beaten finalists in the Ford Trophy, semis in the Super Smash, and third in the in the Shield. And I guess every side wants to go in and win all the silverware on offer. But is there a a specific focus for you guys, or or is it to sort of really go into those three competitions, or is the one that you really want in the trophy cabinet? Um, well, I guess we we've come from a we've come from a place where I guess we we spent th- two years in a row where we got last at every comp. Um, three and four years ago, which was, you know, a real low point for Tiger cricket, to be honest. Um, and I guess our white ball cricket's been the predominancy of our, our, our rising, I guess, what you could say. We've um, excelled the most of those two formats. And um, and last year, we finally showed glimmers of being a competitive four-day side. So I think, our, well, not our focus, but like it's, it's a real, um, we want to continue the growth we're showing in the white ball cricket and actually finally bring home one of those trophies because I think we've competed in I don't know, three, three white ball trophies now in the last two years so, uh, or three years. So I guess the four-day cricket would be something that's had big work on, our big improvement, like where I think we've got the most ground to make. Awesome. We want to get a good sense of the, the full squad and the characters within it. And I guess... All cricket teams are the same in a lot of ways. And, you know, there's always that guy that turns up with the shiny kit at the start of the year. There's always that bo- <laughs> there's always that bowler that bowls off 18 yards in the indoor school and then, you know, first came, just gets carted everywhere and it sits <laughs> up and he gets smacked over deep mid-wicket. We won't necessarily ask you to name him. Yeah. But, yeah, who, 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 yeah, who is that bowler that bowls off 18 yards in the indoor school and, and pins you to that back net? The thing is, you sent me, when you sent me these questions beforehand, I actually had the same answer for a lot of them. <laughs> Michael Ray, who stands on it, who comes in off the eighteen yards, and wow, he's obviously a quick, he's a quickest bowler. But when it's off eighteen, it goes a hell of a lot quicker. So yeah, I'd say Michael Ray for that one. And has he got the best post wicket celebration as well? Definitely. Have you, have you seen him in his headband? He's um, yeah. He gets the crowd going when there is one. So <laughs> no, he's an he's, he's an awesome character, and um, yeah, he certainly brings a bit of energy. All right, and d- does he get the trifecta here? Is he the the bowler that's uh, the most the most scary when you drop a catch off him? Uh, yeah, you can put you can put him up there. Or um, Nathan Smith's an interesting one actually. He just gives you the kind of like the parent thing, you know. He's not angry; he's just disappointed. So, <laughs> oh wow! Um, you really feel that from him. Oh dear. So in your in terms yeah. of your batting group, who's looking a million dollars in the nets for you guys at the moment? Uh, well, there's a few about. Um, 
Dale Phillips is actually he's a bloody good um, net batter actually. He's got all the shots. Sometimes doesn't know when not to use them. Mm. Um, Nathan Smith's also that category. Looks a million dollars on the moment. So yeah, there's a few going around. Josh Finney and Neil Broom, the white ball specialists, are always good to watch too. Nice. And who's the guy that yep. you need to avoid for a few hours after they get out? Who really clears out the change room and makes everyone look scarce? Oh, it's got to be the redhead in that Kelly. Um, <laughs> as far as Ginger comes out after Superb. after a pole and he's still fuming a wee bit later on. So, yeah. And the other, on the other side of the coin, who's the best person to be sitting next to while you're waiting to bat? Um, it's a tough one, actually. I actually put this one back on our physio, Brett Harris. He's... Yeah. Um, He's one of our one of our better blokes in the team, actually, and um, he's a great bloke for taking your mind off things. So he loves his geography and he loves his quizzes and things like that. So he's always picking you over nice. with trivia and whatnot. I like yeah. that outside the box. Uh, yeah. So who owns the weight room down there? We were we were talking to uh, Cole McConchie earlier, and he was talking about uh, Cam Fletcher owning it there. Who owns it? Uh, in, yeah. who, <laughs> who owns it in Otago? We don't quite have a Cam Fletcher in the ranks, but. Um, <laughs> Jeez, those guns are. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking Neil Broom. Wow, it depends what we're talking. Neil Broom on the bench. He's dominated that for years now. He, and he'll remind you of it too. And Michael Ray. Michael Ray also loves loves getting in there and putting a big ten up. Nice. Who's the one who keeps everybody together in a long day in the field during the long day? Um, this is, yeah. This is, this is, well, I'm probably going back to the Razor again, just energy-wise. Uh, yeah, so Michael Ray, he just keeps bringing it all day, every day. That's what you need from the your big fastball. Oh, superb. And I guess new playing conditions this year, no saliva on the ball, <laughs> but you can use sweat now. So who's got who's the guy with the sweatiest palms who's your now your designated ball shiner? Oh, I'm sounding like a broken record again, but Michael Ray is one of the sweaty <laughs> blokes. So. Oh, he's, he sounds, yeah. he's he sounds gonna, superb. Has, has he's he going to gonna be busy. <laughs> yeah. no. Get him on your podcast, mate. Yeah, the chat. yeah, yeah. Well, he'll be next. Yeah, he's as yeah. um we've we've got down uh, post match or pre match rituals. Has has he got something out of the box for us there? Oh mate, I wouldn't know. It all, it all goes on in his head. Um, <laughs> no, I can't think. There's not many crazy. Uh, Rudy's got this wee juggling ball act that he goes through every time. I'm not sure if it's for his own good or for um just for a show, but it's probably the only pre match ritual that I've noticed in the group. And and let's move to to some of the other teams. What's the provincial yep. team that you most enjoy beating? Oh man, I love being the Cantabs. Eh? They <laughs> just get that. You know, you get that Cantab vibe off them, where they just kind of look at you like you're their, you're their little brother. You know what I mean? That whole Otago Canterbury thing. So taking nice. one off the big brother is always a good vibe. Nice. That's good. We're, that was kind of the hope here that we could start a few feuds. So yeah, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully yeah. We're, we're doing our job there. What's the what's the favourite ground that you play an away game at? Oh, I love going to the Mount, eh? That's always a good time. It just mm. feels like a holiday when you're up there. The lads always get out on the surf and play a bit of beach volleyball um, on some downtime. So. And actually, the ground's actually really nice too. So I love going to the Mount. And is that the best night out on the circuit as well? Or, 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 <laughs> or, or Danny Doolins has got a mention, which uh, we, we can't endorse, but... <laughs> Danny Doolin is a domestic crew he was doing. That's where everyone seems to end up. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, well, we'll make sure we head down after after the games. We'll get some uh, some unfiltered interviews in there. What's the best sledge you've heard at a domestic level? Any yeah, any nasty chat out there or funny chat out there? Um, well, the thing about this, uh, 
I don't get a lot of sleepers, but one that's really stuck with me, probably mostly because it's true, is that good Carl Jamison. He played a couple of games for New Zealand last year, and then in the one-day final, he comes up to me and gives me the whole domestic battler chat. Oh, and rough. Yeah, and it's sat with me. I think, you know, when, when it's true, it hurts, doesn't it? So that, <laughs> one, that one's sat with me a little bit. Well, that was going to be one of my questions. Uh, you know, now we sort of move on to, to you, I feel like, um, you know, we just mentioned that you're the, the leading wicket taker in the Plunkett Shield. You've been in the New Zealand A squad for uh, a little while now. I mean, how, you must be just hanging out for guys like Southie, Bolt, Wagner to retire. <laughs> oh, you never think like that, mate. You just got to <laughs> do, do your best to take the spot, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, do you feel like you're close, though? Oh, you never know, mate. I... Um... I've gone through a few like ups and downs during my career. I guess early on I had a, a pretty good start and then there's a few downs and then I got, I got dropped in the Otago teams and then I actually went through an action remodel. Um, but right now I'm probably in the best spot I've ever been in. Like come confidence with my bowling and my action and, and just my game planning. So I'm really just trying to control what I control and if, if ever the opportunity comes, I'll hopefully be ready for it. But um, yeah, I'd love to have a go. I'd love to get in there and see what I got against some of the world's best talent, but it's not, ultimately it's not for me to decide. I can just do what I can do. You're in a pretty unique position to be the captain of a you know first-class side as a bowler. Do you have that voice in your head that sort of always thinking, oh, I've got one, I've got one more in me here, or I, I, I can do this, I, just give me the rock. How do you balance that like innate fast bowler desire to bowl one more over, don't take the ball out of my hand with trying to balance the best tactics for the team? I struggle, mate. I do struggle. But, uh, yeah, you got to look over the coach every now and then. He's giving you the old, you know, get off sort of thing. But <laughs> No, it is, yeah, it's something I've struggled. I've actually, um, the captaincy for the four-day team, I've, I've, we've changed that up a little bit this year, partly because of that. Um, so I'm, I'm taking over the, the white ball teams only this year, and then Hamish Rutherford's going to take over the four-day cricket. I, I just found that it's, it's bloody mentally draining, and then you got about twenty overs on top of that, and, mm. and and deal with your mates who are bowlers who want more overs, and then you got you want overs, and then you're taking their overs off them, and uh, it's just all confusing stuff, and it's something I'd prefer not to deal with. So, so Radley's got that job this year, so um, I think he'll be. I think he, honestly he'll be better at it than I was. So that's probably for the for the group's best sake anyway. Do you feel like as a bowler you've got a, a, a better sense or a more innate sense of when to make a bowling change, particularly in the shorter forms of the game, to be able to go, I think this is going to work, we need to change and take pace off the ball, I'm going to go with this guy. Do you find that easier as a bowler? Um, well, I don't know. I've never been a better, so I can't tell you. But, um, <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's certainly an element of that. Um, particularly just being there with the bowler, I know what's going through their head more often than the best advantage I have, I guess. So I know when the lads are battling and, and how to get through an over, I can be there and guide them. And um, I guess tactically, I use a lot of help. I use Rudd, I use Nick Kelly, I use keepers, you know, I use everyone I can to make the best decision possible. I guess it's never a one-man ship out there. Um, but I guess there's some insight. We put a lot of time into our preparation, um, scouting and, and our matchups and things like that. So a lot of that is actually pre- well, not all of it's pre-planned, particularly in 50 over cricket, but 20 over cricket, a lot of it's pre-planned going on matchups and and like what side of the ground suits a better bowler. So one guy might be a wide hole bowler, one guy might be a better straight hole, things like that. So there's a lot of thought goes into the games beforehand that, that helps make those decisions during. 
And we touched upon it earlier on, but what are your specific goals and targets for the season from a personal perspective? Um, well, I guess I haven't really, I actually haven't thought about that, mate. Um, I'd love to play some black caps cricket, whether that comes or not. Like I said, it's out of my control, so I just got to perform the best I can. Um, no, I don't like really putting numbers on things, to be honest, um, particularly wickets and things that are just out of your control. I'm a big control the controllers guy, so um, yeah, I guess just stick to my routines and I'd love to bring home some silverware to Otago for the first time in a hell of a long time, so that's probably the main goal. Awesome. And when are you guys first on the park in a competitive game? Uh, we start, uh, I think, it's next Tuesday up in Auckland. Our first fixture against, yeah, four-day cricket against Auckland. Well, perhaps we'll see you in Danny Doonons on uh, on the weekend um, of that uh, of that little trip. But look, that's some amazing insight into the camp um, for us in Otago. So, look, thank you very much for coming on the Top Order podcast and. I guess we, we'll say it to all the captains, but yeah, wishing everyone the very best for the for the rest of the season. No worries, mate. Any time. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to the Top Order podcast. Before you disappear from our feed, if you're a new listener, please do go and check out the back catalogue. We've spoken recently to New Zealand coach Gary Stead. We've got Graham Thorpe. We've got Shane Dietz. We've got Barry Richards, Shane Bond, Colin Miller, all in the back catalogue. You can find the details www.thetoporderpodcast.com. With the Top Order Podcast on Instagram, although we're still really figuring that out. We're at Top Order Pod on Facebook and Twitter. So don't be shy to jump on, give our tweets a share or a retweet, and we'll see you next week.